up your head, beat up your body Get on the bus, it's time to party It's Gregory, it is a Saturday night Gregory Take your socks off and take your pants on Get in the car and drive Welcome to Friday Night Greg um, It's Wednesday morning It's called Friday Night Greg Yeah, Friday Night Greg, Friday Night Energy on a Wait, it's morning. not a Friday night though. That's what I'm saying. They don't know that though. Do they know that? Yeah, because it comes out on Wednesdays. It's it's. Oh my god, this already makes no sense. Friday night energy. Sorry, I interrupted your intro. C- this is can- what we. You think I'm not going to interrupt you for the rest of this podcast? <laughs> Let's start it early. Friday energy, Wednesday morning. But if you want, you can wait till Friday. Play it. Get but high, Thursday get night for us. I don't know what today is. It's Thursday night, Greg. So we got Thursday night energy. Yeah, you're spo- you're spoiling the energy for the for the fans. There's so many different days involved here. It's like we try to get seven, all seven days involved in the intro. Oh, I see. Good. So it's we record it like God. Like just God got all seven days involved in the intro of the Bible, right? <laughs> oh my God, we just get wow, into God right shit. off the bat. Well, let me say who you are. Sorry. Uh, this next guy. Ah, uh, jeez, oh, I'm blanking. I want to say Derek. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wrong Coleman. black guy, Greg. Ah, I was trying to get a not black guy name. I thought, <laughs> is Derek a black guy? Derek name? Gaines isn't that a comic? Derek Gaines Didn't is a black guy. Yes, he's the guy I thought he's of. funny. He's funny. Yeah. yeah, and he's black. He is also that. But there's my friend Derek, who's white. Ah, and then there's okay. my friend D Rock, also black. Two to uh-huh. one. Yeah, yeah, I could guess D Rock was black. Yeah, he used to call Although, me G Man. Yo, G Man. He used to call you G Man. Yeah, I was. I only. I. It was so beautiful. Yo, G. Best best moment of your life, right? So <laughs> I used to this long story short, uh-huh. the fans know about this, but you don't. I worked at a TGI Fridays as another guy for six months. I came in this car. I used to just as a different guy, literally as a character named Gus Dakota. The manager was in on it. He was like, yeah, fuck it. So I just showed up as this character. Did you dress differently? Is it yep. like kind of a like um, a, a, a Tony Clifton situation? Yes. Just like that. Fake okay. sunglasses, fake mustache. Used to come in, yell at the customers. That is hilarious. Yeah, it's a whole thing. What was the name? Gus Dakota, Uncle Gus. Gus Dakota. Oh, you fucking triple A, right? Yeah, old Gus. He's a okay. karaoke legend. A whole thing. Okay. Uh, I would talk to Derek all the time. One day and I was just Derek also working at the TGI? Yeah, he was just my friend. He was just a cool, cool guy. De- not Derek Gaines. Not Derek Gaines. White Derek. Your black friend. Derek. Black no, Derek. Black Derek. D Rock. D Rock. D Rock. This is call him D-Rock? way too much for this Sorry. dumb story. All right, go ahead. D Rock sees me in regular uh-huh. Greg. He goes, Hey, OG, man. You got to see this guy, Gus. <laughs> He's crazy. He had no idea no I was him. Way. And he was like, you got to come see him. This guy's crazy. I think he got a fake mustache. And I was like, oh, Derek, I'll, I'll try to go see him. That is like, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. It was the best. Did you make like, a Did you like make a date to see Gus? If you think I'm lazy now, you should have saw me when I was 22. It was wild. No, I, I, he, I would talk to him all the time, and he loved Gus. It was like they were like boys. I'd be wow. like, "Wow, yeah." He would like run all my. Food but he out. hated Greg. No, he loved Greg. I, Did he tell? It'd be fun. funny if he told Gus, like, "Dude, this guy Greg's getting on my fucking nerves." <laughs> what, did I even introduce you He's yet? Such a square. <laughs> yeah, like, and you were like, "Yeah, yeah." I just found out he was like, "I've been fucking Greg's wife, and what am I gonna do? How am I gonna tell him? Yo, Gus, tell me, <laughs> you son of a bitch, Coleman Hughes from you have a podcast." I know Conversations with Coleman. Conversations with Coleman. Creatively titled. And I saw you on Bill Maher, and I, like, I learned of you from Sam Harris's podcast. Yes. Uh, that's what got me. And yes. then we did You Know What Dude together 
We did. Where Bobby cut me off every time I tried to talk. That's and right. And I was like, I got to get this guy. And Ari Shafair accused me of uh, trafficking underage girls across state lines. <laughs> I think I was out because I remember I went we down to do a spot. That. That's right. And he did that? He did He what? was like, now Greg's gone. I can really talk shit. <laughs> Coleman, he's the one that like traffics underage girls across state lines to like where there's legal and then has sex with them and then brings them back, right? That's a bit. I mean, if you're going for a bit, why not just ruin someone's life? It's like, wow. And then he was like, I'm fucking Greg's wife. <laughs> Damn. Mm. But like, so how did you, all right, for, let me just, because I got to get some background on you, because I don't sure. understand. First of all, I heard you on Sam Harris's podcast. Yeah. And I was like, this is a, a cool 40-year-old man. Yeah. And then I met you, and, oh, I met you. This is how I met you, met you. Uh-huh. I did a show. I was at the yep. cellar. Yep. And I came down. Outside the underground, right? Yeah. Yep. And you were the girl, and uh-huh. she was like, this is why improv and stand-up are better and different. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me. She was saying that stand-up is better than improv, and I was just trying to like. She was saying stand-up was better than improv? Or the other way it around? It may have been either. I think she was saying the, maybe the other way around. It's possible. I don't know. But I remember I was just trying to say it like I just I have a speech about that. So I was like trying to talk. I was you. very drunk. Yeah, but you were listening. She wasn't listening. And I uh, saw you and you were going like, yeah, all right. So yeah. this, this. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but uh-huh. he gets it. I was like, this guy uh-huh. gets it. Uh-huh. She was hammered. Uh huh. And then you were like, Coleman. And I went, I know I know this fucking guy. I know this fucking guy from somewhere. And I literally think I had just seen you on like Bill Maher. It was like very fresh. It was like very yes. fresh in my mind. And then I was that. And then now we're here. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. Uh, but you're also from Montclair. That's right. Which is very exciting because I'm from Bloomfield. That's right. New Jersey. And we talked about that. Yeah. And I remember you stuck in my head partly from that night. But then I think I also saw you. Did I see you do a set that night or a different night? You definitely. Yes. I I saw you you do a set that that night. night. And I'm pretty sure I had a horrible set. Oh, okay. Unless I didn't. I don't know. I don't. Well, my standards are much higher. Whenever I saw you initially, I thought you were very funny. And you had a joke about abortion and why would Christians be against it if it's an easy pass to heaven? Which I thought was very clever, but the audience, I thought it was clever and actually just funny. Yeah. The audience kind of. They get tight. They got tight a little now bit. Now, I'll say this one. in the comedy world, it's not great to tell people's jokes that they haven't put out yet. Uh, no big deal. Oh, fuck. That's on the next special. Uh, it's Jesus better. Christ. Nicole, did you can uh, edit that out? Also, edit him out. <laughs> edit, edit everything he says out. Let this be a Greg Alone podcast today. Uh, yeah, no, I have a joke, which I don't mind talking about. It's because it's it doesn't make. Let's just start with that. Like, because am I crazy? But it's wild to me that Catholics are against abortion because they you know, literally believe in heaven. Right. They literally like do good, go to heaven. So this and would heaven be heaven is an eternity. Heaven. Heaven's an eternity. eternity. This is a blip. A blip. If you, if you get a you know, if you get a quick shot to heaven, that's seems like more of a gift than a Right. Yeah. You get 80 years here. Also. And also you, you in 80 years you can fuck up a lot of things. Fuck up. You can't fuck up anything if you're a baby. You're innocent. So you right. go straight to heaven. And it's an Very eternity in hell. Yeah. For eight. So think of this, and we're, I know you're on the same page, and I'm screaming. No, I'm it's screaming. You, you just kind of are right about this. Like, logically, I think you are correct about this. Right. But. Like, what would the objection even be? They, I think the objection is that they, people who are on Earth are like, well, if I got to do this, you got to do this shit, too. Like, like, no way you get a free pass. Of, of, like, not having a baby? What do you mean? Also. Oh, if I have to go through the whole life thing and get into heaven, mm-hmm. why do you get a free pass? Let me throw this. Are you familiar with Christianity at all? Like, are like do you? I don't know if you. No, never heard of it. Can you edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> edit out all his snarkiness. <laughs> like, also, and tell me if I'm wrong here. Uh huh. God sent His Son to die for the world. 
Mm-hmm. How is that not abortion? That is late stage <laughs> abortion. He literally was like, I'm going to kill my son for everyone uh, else. The 90th trimester. <laughs> oh, was the math right on that? Because I saw you look. Uh, it wasn't. I, 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 mean, I, I trust you're smarter than me. No, so that might have been right. It's close. I don't think. Also murdered all of the um, <laughs> Egyptians, the firstborn. There That's is right. nothing do a lot of that. in the Bible that says God's against killing babies. And or children. So apparently, I didn't know this until very recently. This mm-hmm. guy, John Ronson, do you know him? He wrote a great book called So You've Been Publicly Shamed like 10 years ago. You lost me at read a book. It's true. I knew I did. I could tell. <laughs> I, I, could. I just not paying attention. <laughs> I have to like, start. He's like this British guy okay. wrote a great book about like cancel, kind of cancel culture before cancel culture was a term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People getting shamed and their lives getting destroyed because like, they did one thing. It was a beautiful book. Sure. And he just recently did a... 10 part podcast on cancel culture kind of going like forget about today going back to the 70s and 80s and looking at the seeds of what today we call the culture wars and one of the episodes was about how abortion became an argument in this country which blew my mind hit me dog so basically 1970 like 1960s christian evangelicals they have no strong opinions about abortion Mm -hmm. If anything, they're probably pro-choice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like softly pro-choice. What years? Sorry. Like in the 60s. Okay. And so in the 70s, basically what happened is there was this guy whose name I forget who was a filmmaker. And he made films meant to appeal to Christian evangelicals. And he made all these films. I mean, you, you could call them propaganda films if you want. But it's like, you know, political films. Sure. To, to cater to the Christian evangelical base. And he did them about all kinds of issues. He did it, you know, just about all kinds of issues that Christians might care about. And one of them he did about abortion. Uh-huh. And he took, for the first time, sort of a pro-life position. Okay. And Christian evangelical audiences hated the movie. It sold horribly. Really? They would say, oh, yeah, I love, I love the video you did about alcohol. I love the one you did about premarital sex. who's was selling out parks and movie theaters, showing this to Christians. Uh, but I really, the, the abortion one just... No, so there were didn't touch me. So, but so then what happens is the left, the feminist left at that time, got wind of uh, there's this huge Christian filmmaker making this anti-abortion video, and they start coming to the things and protesting, saying, "Oh, you're you're horrible, my body, my choice." And then the Christian, this gets reported and picked up in the press. Uh Christian evangelicals go, "Oh, so these motherfucking lefty feminists are saying that we're bad people?" Yeah, because of the. And that's when oh. that is when abortion began to become a Christian issue, when the pro life position began to. It, before that, they were like kind of like I don't care, kind of pro choicey. I hate Earth. I hate Earth. Isn't that isn't that insane? Yes. No. That's in, and it's in fun. First of all, can I offer you some Lagugulin? This is one of the finest scotches my podcast has to offer. Okay. Lagugulin, or we have some Woodford. No, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Really? Yeah. I'm you don't trust me? I uh, definitely don't trust you. I'll drink it first. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. You don't want to drink it first and second. (laughs) That's how I die. Kill myself as I kill you. (laughs) Really? Not drinker? No, no, no. Uh, Not tonight. Okay. (laughs) Something weird here. We're going to get to the bottom of that. Something you know about me you don't trust. I don't get what's cooking here. But uh, Well, if I told you, then I uh, I have to kill you. So let me ask. So let's get back into abortion. Are you pro or are you against? Can we talk about it? I love abortion. Oh, God. Yeah. I love abortion. Yeah. Well... If I were a woman and got mm-hmm. pregnant, mm-hmm. probably now or any certainly at an earlier any earlier point in my life, I'd get an abortion. Sure. 
because, you know, at 20, I'm 26 now, but, you know, say I was 22 and got pregnant, I'd get an abortion. Sure. Um, that is a separate question from whether it is a morally okay thing to do. I would do it. Right. And therefore, I, love- I cannot judge women for doing it and for wanting to do it. Right. But do you think it's morally bad? I do. I will. I think that it depends on the situation. I think that it is. I think there is such a thing as an unborn life, right? Like, I don't think it's just a clump of cells. No, it's life. It's going to be you or me, you know, like. But what is life? What is life? This is where it boils down to me. And if I cut you off. you know, No, no, go ahead. What is life? And when does life matter? When does a life matter? Right. Because that's what you really have to judge. Because right. life is a magic word. Yeah. Uh, the, the life. No, it's bullshit. What the fuck is a life, right? Because mm-hmm. the minute the se- – as soon as the egg and the fucking thing and bang, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now it's now potential to become a human. Yes. Or potential to live a long life. Okay? Yes. So when, you get, when you're talking about potential though, well then, that life means just as much as a – right before it's about to come out of the vagina – Mm-hmm. And it means just as much as a five-year-old, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm speeding through this, mm-hmm. and I don't want to, but I want to see what you think about this because this is what I – my argument is this. Life only matters if it will be missed, if someone will miss it. You don't think it matters inherently? No. Really? No. So you and think, I'd love to be wrong. So you think a person – so thought experiment, like a person that doesn't know anyone in the world, yes. lives on an island, doesn't know anyone, no one will miss him – if 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 he's struck by a lightning bolt, that's not a bad thing. That's a neutral thing. Yes. Because, really? Because when you die, you don't care about you. Okay, so what about if everyone on Earth dies painlessly in their sleep tonight? No one is around to miss anyone. That's fine. That's, that's a fine. real I've never thought that. So okay. So why that's would it fine. That's not, why would it no, not be fine? Well, because I, I think that w- also in a fun way. I mean, meaning like, I don't, I don't know that I'm right or wrong, but I I mean, go ahead, go ahead. My, my, my belief is that the reason that ethics is even a thing, that there is such a thing as right and wrong is because we, we have a conscious experience. We can suffer Mm -hmm. and we can flourish. Mm -hmm. If that, if, if if there were, if we were like a table and there was nothing it's like to be us, Mm -hmm. then there would be no morality. There would be no good and evil. Mm -hmm. So I, I ground it in the fact that. I think it is wrong for a guy to die on an island alone because you are canceling the potential flourishing he could have had for the rest of his life. So let me pause you there, yeah. if that's okay. Sure. I think it's more wrong for him to be alone because he's suffering. But when you die, yeah, that you're depends not... if he is in fact suffering. Right. Yeah. 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 If he's like, say, say he's like a monk, he's a wandering sure. monk, he's meditating in pure bliss all the time because he's enlightened. But nobody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He's happy. Also, he's at peace. You can't judge potential. There's no way because there is no such thing as I don't know the few, like you can't if you get shot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't be like well he was going to be one of the great whatever because like he, the minute you're dead, potential's over. There is no ifs. There is no whatever. There's just yeah. that's the way it is. Yeah. So as far as I don't believe in potential, and I could probably, if I had a pen and paper, could figure that. You don't believe in potential. So, in what sense? In in the sense of when you die, you never had any more potential than that. 
potential is like a prediction about what you could become. Right. 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 A prediction of what you could become. But that prediction is wrong if you don't become it. That's right. So you never were able to ever become it because (laughs) you died. Right? Uh Uh-huh. So if that monk gets struck by lightning, the minute he got struck, his potential went to zero. Sure. So when he, I do not think it's sad for him to die unless I found out about him and then was like, oh, man, I would have loved to have talked to him. Well, now he's missed. Now it sucks. Yeah. So this is, well, this gets back to your philosophy, which I think is wrong. <laughs> of that it's only bad if someone else. Okay. So what, but why is someone else's emotions? Where, where does it end? Because if I only, I, I only matter because I would be missed by my father, my sisters, etc. But why do their missing emotions matter? Because they don't matter to do they need to matter to someone else? They're missing you emotion. So I believe the world, the only thing that matters in the world is good vibes, baby. It's good <laughs> is good feelings, right? Is feeling mm-hmm. goods. Mm-hmm. So the minute you die to your parents, sadness is now entered the world. And so they will miss you. Uh-huh. And because their their feelings matter because there's people now, they're suffering because of you. Right. But there's no if you die. And no one knows you or anything. There's no suffering in the world because there's no additional suffering. No, but there is. There is the absence of the flourishing you would have had had, had you no. kept living. Because potentials back down to zero the moment you die. Yeah, no, no, but like you know, if you weren't killed, you'd be alive to keep enjoying life and have good feelings. So to me, the it's like it's like a number scale. It's like a two minuses make a positive and mm-hmm. so you so you you care about the feelings that do exist if it's like my parents you know whatever but you don't care about the feelings i would have had had i not been killed right no yes wait i don't know the correct answer if that's a yes or no but i will just say the sentence which I think is yes is your answer i do not care about those feelings because i don't believe in what could have been i believe that if you die no matter what that's just how it was. I mean, that's how it was. Also, sorry, the this is like a nothing question of like, how can you judge a nothing? But like, if no one is there to feel that missed mm-hmm. feelings, then those feelings do not exist. Mm-hmm. Your feelings matter to you because you are alive. You know what's interesting is that your, your position would lead more logically to a, a strong pro-choice position on abortion, right? Because like, yeah. if you abort the fetus, then it was never... It never really began being a life life or it never began being a full-fledged human. My, so no one it's not around to miss its life. Yeah. If no one wants you to party, you should leave. <laughs> so like if, I don't know if that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean like if I am pro-choice only because I mean, I guess I'm pro-choice more because it's like, yeah, I mean if you if mom wasn't want you there and no one else is there will mm-hmm. want you or take you mm-hmm. then it's fine also i don't think your only worth is if you're worth worth something to other people i think you're still worth something if no one gives a fuck about you well worth you know only matters to someone else no self-worth something. or else we wouldn't have the word self-worth right self-worth that's to something but if you're dead if it's not you, to someone else Okay, yes, but let me correct it. But self-worth matters to you. But the minute you die, you have no self. Therefore, you have no self-worth. Therefore, you have no worth. That is true. But I mean, like, but then it's just like fine to kill anyone 
Yes. As long as you also kill everyone who would Ever miss them. about them, yes. So so basically, murder is not okay in your view, but mass murder is okay if you, so get, far if you get everyone. If you get the right people. As long as you get every single person who ever heard of them. It's a real mob way. It's a real... F- <laughs> <laughs> that is a very strange and totally wrong morality. You can't say wrong until you yeah, get me no, why it's, it's wrong. wrong. And I would, uh, I would honestly say, though, mass murder no good because you're never going to have a, a place where no one will know you're gone. Right? I also say maybe... This is... I mean, this is fun to do off a rip. I just don't see how you... How, why are the people who miss me, why are their feelings inherently important, but my feelings about myself are not inherently important? So that's the thing. I do say this. I say your feelings are important to you, right? But the minute you die, you no longer have feelings. You no longer have self. Yeah, but you, you had a self that wanted, that had an interest in continuing to flourish. Yeah, so that matters then. Yeah, but things that mattered, like, like I guess you're, you're huh. everything is like a time slice of the present for you, and anything that happened in the past it's all can't gravy, have baby. any moral relevance to the future, in your view. Wait, I love where you just, because you just clicked something I may not have been able to find myself. So hang on. You don't have to hang on. I'm talking to me then. I'm talking to me now. My expectation, I have right now an interest in continuing to be alive as long as I'm healthy and happy. And if you cancel that, you are, you're reducing the sum total of flourishing in the, in the world in the long run by not allowing me to live my whole life. Mm, No. So you're saying some, well, that would, then, well, that would mean that no other humans are being born and all of those things. I guess I'm saying that your mattering of only matters this is crazy, right? Because it only matters till you die. Your vote is off the table when you're dead. Your vote's off the table when you're dead. Yeah, there's nothing. But you can keep voting till you're alive. You can be, keep voting when you're alive. Sure. But, you know, basically my morality says that you want to increase something like you want to increase human, human flourishing. Right. You, and you don't want to dis- decrease it. What does that mean? So, flourishing. I mean, I just be like, just like it's, really uh, it's, it's difficult means. to define. OK, obviously. But like it's the difference between, you know, your happiest moments and your saddest moments. The difference between what people felt in, in the Holocaust camps and mm-hmm. what people feel being born in like sunny L.A. with like lots of food. And it's like like the subjective subjectively felt difference of generally flourishing versus generally suffering sure it's impossible to, to define but like we all kind of know yeah yeah no i just and, wanted to like anyway so uh, increasing that is the goal of morality uh you know getting rid of diseases that make people suffer that's that's why uh, you know curing malaria and you know curing aids and curing cancer general moral product. yeah to increase general increase general happiness greatest number right and so my morality, insofar as that's my morality, which it is, to cut my life off, say, at like 26, even if I didn't know anyone, mm-hmm. that, that's a world where I got 26 years of flourishing. Mm-hmm. The, the universe where you didn't kill me is a world, world where I may have gotten 80 years of flourishing, hence a better universe. Therefore is good. That's what I ground my morality in. I don't know that you can quantify You can't quantify that. it particularly, but like being happier for longer is better being happier 
for longer. It's better than being happier for, for who? For me. For you. Yes. <laughs> Again, when you die, doesn't matter. Does it not bother you that your, your, your position actually justifies mass murder so long as it's all of the right people? No, because that I don't doesn't bother you. Because I have no power. So, so if Hitler had killed idiot. every Jew and Jews were insular enough that no non-Jews cared about any Jews, the genocide would have been fine to you. See, that's, that's not a well, serious. Re, 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 re <laughs> take Jew out and fill piece of trash. If Hitler killed every like literal person who wasn't making other people happy. Here's the thing. You have to understand this. This no, is all just what, what about what about what about not what about pieces of not pieces? of trash? There's a lot of not pieces of trash that are only known in their insular communities. You know, like there, there's that island off the coast of whatever like of India that hasn't been touched for 60,000 years. And they all only know. And so other. like a nuke just goes yeah, and wipes goes them out. And, you know, I would call that an, a genocide, essentially. Right. I would, too. But, and, but but on your view, it's actually not wrong because nobody is like nobody cares about them. No, Especially if no one knows about it, if it's done in secret. Who, secret genocides are fine. No, it's, no, no, they're not because yeah. a secret genocide is being done by someone who knows. Okay, that person yeah, knows. But, they, but and they're, they, they're made happy and by it. They're made happy by they're it? They're made happy by it because they're a sick fuck. Okay, so let's let's play this out, right? And also, I just want to let this be known. This isn't a serious – this is – I like to just talk – to figure this shit out and be wrong. Like, that's fun for me. <laughs> this is fun. This isn't me being like, yeah, let's turn people over to becoming genocidal. You've turned this argument, they've turned my abortion joke into now a argument, which is great. This is all very fun. Um, so, a man, so let's just walk What happens that. when you're a philosophy major? Yeah, I you know? couldn't afford college. I had a philosophy class and I loved it. Uh, and ethics. ethics uh, you know, philosophy majors classes. actually make a lot of money. Really? I saw a thing on Twitter today. They make like 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 one of the top five um, money making majors up there with like econ and engineering. Yeah, but kind of like whatever. I didn't have the money when yeah. I was in college. Right, right. No, so right. I couldn't have. But like the, money the stereotype before. is like philosophy. Like, oh shit, right. You, you're not making any money. Well, they'll make money because they're thinking outside the fucking box. Yeah. yeah, you're figuring that shit out. Yeah, um, which I completely understand. So I like your argument of is genocide going to be okay, right? From one guy, but my argument would be I don't know that there's a world where that could happen. And literally, no one would know. But also, okay, all right, let's be a dick about it, right? Because no, I'm, but that's the point of a thought experiment is but, to get to the core of the principle. Right. Let's be a let's be a dick about it. An entire race of people die. Yeah. Um, or let's say and, like an island of people uncontact of native right. uncontacted by anyone, which still exists, and no one exists. knows. No one knows. It's secretly done. Nobody knows, and it's just covered up perfectly. It's I think it's fine. Thing. Really. I think it's fine because well, I think I, I I think I rest my case then. What is the case? The case is a reductio ad absurdum. It's like if your belief leads to that, it's okay to do that. Your belief is wrong. Wait, why does my belief? Why is my because it makes something that's so obviously immoral to okay my, in your. But system. my argument is that it's not immoral. Yes, but because it, what is immoral? It's a reductio ad absurdum. It takes. It's Just like, don't keep repeating the word I don't understand as if I'm going to now understand it. So you reduce an argument to an absurdity. If your right. argument – so, for example, if you make an argument that seems to make perfect sense, mm -hmm. but it, um, it concludes like that 2 plus 2 equals 5, then that it, – it can't be right because 2 plus 2 equals 4, and that's a fact we take for granted at, like, at base. You know, it's a, it's a fact we inherently take for granted before even argumentation. Okay, well then I'll have to then I'll then if we have to play it that way. You know way, what I'm then, saying? Yes, I do. Yeah. Then I have to step back and go, then in your argument, 
I would say there is really almost no case where you could. No, but, but uh, so so like I presented. Ah, here's it, why. Go ahead, go ahead. So in order for you to do that, you'd have to wipe out every single person immediately at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Because the moment, sure, okay, the moment someone knows, boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. So that make that the also okay. So let me let me uh, no no. I'm I'm also yeah. climbing it in my mind. Yeah, just so I'm I'm climbing the ladder. To just go there. Fucking so we've changed that. Phew. And here's why I can make that immoral. Because my now goal is to make that immoral, <laughs> just to make you happy, even <laughs> though I think it's totally fool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think. All right, so. I hate doing this live because this is not going to think. Nobody wants you alive, then it's okay. That's my argument. If no one wants you alive, then it's okay. Right. Yeah. No one wants them alive. Okay. So let me throw this at you. Mm. Here's an argument. Mm -hmm. Take, you have your argument of those people. Sure. What if someone like Hitler was able to kill all of the not Jews, but greedy, selfish, horrible people? All of like the bad people. All of the villains. All of the villains. Right. Who are more creating more harm or non flourishment in the world than flourishment. Oh, I see, I see. So if you were able to in a targeted way right. kill everyone that was truly decreasing the sum total of flourishing right. in the world. Right. And somehow you knew somehow you knew that killing this person would for sure decrease Sure. Sure. Right. Time machine. For, for, for sure, increase. What had a godlike knowledge yeah. of like. Oh shit! I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it would be, be hard for me to find a principled argument against that, but it's it's um you know impossible in practice for. Because now you're many different. So now your my scenario saying, is much more possible in practice than than yours. No, I, I can create a machine. I can create a science fiction machine. No, but you you can't create a science fiction machine that knows that oh, killing see, this person piece of shit. will. Your will decrease flourishing. You're just, I can say that, okay, you can say like. I would accept your arguments right in principle, but it doesn't actually change anything. It does. Because Whereas changes, mine kind of does. Because it, now you're saying it's okay for genocide. Uh, well, that, that wouldn't be genocide because it wouldn't be of like a race or ethnicity. Technically, that would just be mass killing, which is horrible. But you're okay with it. It basically would be mass death penalty of, of like evil people. So it's it, it basically be the death penalty without due process, but with perfect knowledge. That's basically what it would be. But you're right. So you're saying Jenna, it's and 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 by the way, I guess priced into it is that like, never mind. Sorry, continue. It. So I'm throwing at you. <coughs> uh-huh. I'm saying that you're just as many people. Let's just say in this magic scenario, are going to be murdered on my island as your non-island. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're saying it's OK on the non-island for those people to die. So I would say what I would really say is that um, why can't we just put them put put all of them in jail? Wouldn't that be better because they get to live their lives and they're removed from society where they so we get all the benefits of the flourishing of them being non-existent. No, because but they also get to live because them living in jail. Let's just say this would probably cause their More. lives to be less flourished. So now they're adding to your numbers so of So they would prefer to be dead than to be in jail. I'm not saying they would prefer to be dead, but they're, you're adding more miserable people on planet by keeping them in jail. So, but I... I don't know where I'm going with this. But I feel like <laughs> even people, most people in prison don't kill themselves. And and therefore, in their judgment, their shitty life is, is slightly better than no life at all. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah. But I guess I was asking you if you would be okay with it. If you're, are you okay with 
that kind of murder. Am I okay with that? So because it, it's the less flourish. Mint. Yeah, I mean, so this, I, I, I would have to be okay with it if, if, if it were proven, which it couldn't be, obviously, but if it were proven that it would increase the sum total of flourishing in the world well, in my the argument, long run, then I yeah. can't prove, but on your argument, my argument is like, oh, no, there's islands, it's magic, it's fine. But then my argument, you're like, well, magic doesn't exist. What do you mean? My argument of the one you gave me is this island uh, and no one would ever know about these people and it's all gone. Yeah. And on this day with the internet and Google Maps, there's somehow that would happen. Well, no one would miss them. That's no one not, would, That's not implausible. No one knows these people. No, but you're, but that's the thing. No that's, one would miss them. No one would miss them because I'm saying if I were to take that argument, yeah. I would say it's impossible for that scenario to happen. No, for, it's not. For an island that no one knows of these people exist. An and island that's been... F- but we're also yeah, no, nev- we're never going to find out that they were seeing your argument. Yeah. So so so. But okay. But my argument, you know, quite frankly, it's actually probably happened. Literally, mm-hmm. like when Columbus came to the New World, is it crazy to think he came across a small island off the coast of Cuba mm-hmm. that was totally isolated, gave them all smallpox, and they all fucking died? Sure. But that wasn't on purpose. <clears throat> no, it wasn't on purpose. Um, but you know, say it was. Say he did it. He <coughs> say lined them all up yeah. against a line, all up, all up against the wall, and shot them at the same time, right? And they live on an island, so no one, they don't know anyone on any other islands. You know that's not implausible. That's very within the bounds of like the laws of. So our, let's explore that of our world. That's very our. It's not otherworldly. Sure. Right? But Whereas in in yours, you need to have an an omniscient sort of godlike knowledge of who who are these people that are causing more net harm than which is a very difficult thing to obviously add up. Um, so I could give you a fun... Okay, let me just parse. Let's just go to this other section for a second. Yeah. Because I do have a question about this. Also, I don't. I hope you don't take this as an argument. I just... In, no, no, I'm... Okay. Uh, I hope this isn't... I don't really... I'm having fun. I like to just see, say wild things and see where we can... <laughs> let's just see what we could do with it. Yeah. Um, your Columbus thing is a really great example. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say that Columbus did... Let's just say it's a fact. Some guy murdered an entire people on an island Mm -hmm. and no one ever knows about it Mm -hmm. you're saying and i'm saying we don't know about it now Mm -hmm. is that bad how can we judge whether or not that's bad or good if we truly don't know about it so how can we say it's morally correct or incorrect if there's no one to that can tell us it happened or didn't happen so i you can you can condemn something in the abstract you can say something's wrong without knowing of any particular example of it ever having happened, I think. Yeah, so I would agree that it is wrong if to say it, but but it's not... It's, like, I can say it, and I think it's a meaningful sentence for me to say, it is wrong to line up a bunch of natives against the wall and shoot them all at the same time, mm-hmm. even if I kn- knew of no particular example of this ever happening. Just like I could say it's wrong to, like, rape a kid, even if I never had even, like, heard of anyone actually doing that. Or, or even if there was dispute as to whether someone actually did it in some case. You can, you can condemn an action in the abstract without a concrete example of it, I think. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree. I would say I would also condemn it, of course. But does it affect – so let me ask you this, right? So I'm sorry. I just – I love this. I don't know. <laughs> it would be so much easier for you if you just admitted life oh, is inherently my- valuable. Oh, I don't care. I mean, not that I don't care. I just like, I don't care. I mean, like, I don't care. I mean, like, I don't care. Not that I don't care. I mean, uh-huh. I love, 
I think every life, I'm way pro-life, but I'm also hypocritical because <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, abort everyone. Like, I would have an abortion. I would, yeah, like, no, me, I'll have an abortion, like I said, but it's wrong. Too. But fuck it. You know, like, yeah. my life is more important than that kid's life. No, I think, you know what, to get back to abortion, though, I think that is the crux of it. It's like, if I'm, I'm a 22-year-old that I have plans my whole life and I made a bad decision and got pregnant. Right. Now there is a tension between my flourishing, right. the plans for my life that I've gone to school for. I have all these big dreams that are intimately connected with my sense of flourishing and the fact that there's a baby inside of me, which is going to take up all of my time, like suck away all of my dreams. Uh-huh. Um, and then God forbid, it's like with a person that you really should not be with. Um, that you're now sort of linked to for life because yeah. they're the father. Uh, so it, it is, it is choosing yourself Ooh. over, over someone else, which is the most natural thing in the world. And is, is always, people are always going to want to do it. So it should be legal. I'm very legally pro-choice. Right. Right. I right, think right. it should be legal. I don't think it's always the morally correct so thing my, to do. My question for you is you would do it. And then I ask you this, up until what age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where would you find there, like, really to be a line? And why is that the line? I think I'm already, I'm 26. I'm already probably, probably getting to the age where I, I would consider not doing it. I get it. Same. You know, because I have a career that's, you know, doing pretty well. And I could, yeah. I could if I had to, I probably could support. Well, let's say you're still it, 22, you know. though. Like, yeah, have 22, you I w- 22, I would have, yeah, get an abortion. But, I would have got an abortion, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. You know. I didn't clear my question's not right. What term abortion? Because I'm saying like, why oh, not, I see. Why not a one year old? The... Why not a two year old? And where do you draw that line? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that I mean, that's that is the million dollar question. Right. That is the million dollar question. Can I throw add a little something to this? Sure. Real before I let you get to your answer. Sorry. Yeah. Because um, I just had a baby. Right. Is that right? I just had a baby. Congrats. Yeah. I just had a baby. And dude, he was sucking his thumb. In, in like 10 weeks or something. Not at 10 weeks. Oh, maybe so, I, yeah. in he was in the womb. Yeah, yeah, in the womb early. Yeah, earlier than liberals want to admit. Came out of the, that is true. Came out of the vagina, still sucked his thumb. Yeah, meaning he had a habit before he was born. Yeah, but also wasn't much different in the vagina, out of the vagina. Right. The, I mean, the idea that their birthday is out of the vagina is crazy. That's just the day he came out of the vagina. Right. Nothing changed the day before. Right. right. Or whatever. Right. Right. And. <clears throat> Like you said at the beginning, like the cell, whatever, it's like the minute that happens to me, that's really life. Yeah. So then I guess to your argument, which I might be fine and, and cut me, you know, whatever, but it's like, I guess when you feel pain, then fl- what, what do you think about that? Where, where is you the know, line? I am legitimately undecided about that. I don't know because, you know, you, that's a scenario where we have to just find a practical line that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it seems like all the European countries will do like 12 or 14 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and and you could say, you know, I've heard one person make the argument, like use the same definition of life you would use at the death, right? Like if my heart stops beating, that's when I'd be defined as dead. Sure. So maybe when the heart starts beating, we should define it as alive. Um, other people say when it feels pain and that's difficult to determine and also like a little bit arbitrary sure because like there's there's a condition where you're born without the ability to feel pain right i forget what it's called most of the kids die yeah because they like don't know to take their hand out of the fire and stuff it's very sad 
but you know the ability to feel pain is not the definitional criterion of life yeah i agree by any means <laughs> also so, some people like pain like there's so many things yeah. that you could get into with that right right um so i don't know i really don't know about about the line where the line should be can I tell you my real world? I'm yeah. Sorry. You, I no, no, no. I don't, I, don't, I don't have much else to say about that. I think I found my real world answer. Because uh-huh. all of that was fake world. That's all fun. Let's see where we can go. Yeah. Let's do this. I think my real world answer is abortion should be legal because because I'm pretty much undecided. Give people the opportunity to do it safely. Yes. And that being said, Christians, all you motherfuckers, your goal is to get so good at your job that you can convince people to not do it. Yes. That's the That's goal. right. The goal is education. That's right. The goal is if they have convince to convince people to be better with contraception to yes. begin with and then to consider your answer. Yeah. And then and yeah. then to consider you know, consider not getting an abortion. Yeah. Persuade people using whatever persuasion tools, arguments and and so forth. Free healthcare, free yeah. and make it care. obviously make it easier. Yeah, make it yeah. easier for for people to have kids financially. That's so much easier for me to figure out than whether or not I should kill all these people on an island. You know, <laughs> like it's just like, can we just do that? Because that's a way easier yeah. thing to decide. But listen, they think it's. I mean, they they believe that it's murder. Full stop. And they are acting. Once you believe that, everything about pro life advocacy becomes rational. But don't we think it's murder full stop? I don't know that it's murder full stop. I think that it is um self defense. It's, it's not quite it's not quite murder full stop. Right. Is it? I mean, it's I don't think it's the same as me stabbing you on the fucking subway. That seems very specific. When you go home after your podcast, you after your Thursday when you night say podcast. That? <laughs> Jesus Christ in my soul you said that. Right through my chest. <laughs> Outside of your apartment on West 23rd Street. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, So I want to add something else to the abortion. Abortion, we're good. Yeah. We got it. Nailed it. Um, Done. In the bag. So you were saying life stops, heart stop, right? Which generally, that's sort of a common sense. I don't know if that's actually true. I do. But, you know, in the movies, when the beep, beep, beep. Yeah, it's a brain failure or heart failure. Right. Fine. Yeah. So let me throw this at you. What if we do find out how to take someone's DNA, bring them back to life? Like like Jurassic Park style? Right. Okay. And then what becomes – like then is destroying – is cremation now the real murder? Because now you've destroyed all the DNA. Ah. You know what I mean? Right. So maybe people – well, maybe people when they're alive would be able to decide well, – what like, like you are now. You know, yeah. you can decide whether to be cremated or whatever. But um, if you can't afford to be frozen uh-huh. now, you're saying all rich people get to be essentially immortal. Right. This which brings up another argument, which if we had an immortal, if we had an immortal pill, mm-hmm. give you a pill, you become immortal. Mm-hmm. The minute you have that, if you start not giving it to can you not give it to a killer or a rapist? If you're saying you're going to be immortal for billions of years, mm-hmm. you rape someone. Mm. We don't give you the pill. Yeah. Like we said before, with God and life being eternal. Now mm-hmm. we're talking. We're making gods. Yeah. How could you have to give an immortality pill to a murderer? Well, they fucked up once mm-hmm. when in out of a bajillion years. Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know what the question is here. I just said that to you. Okay. You deal with it. You deal. I with don't it. know. I don't know. Wait, <laughs> can we go back to abortion? Of course. Sorry. Just because I've had one thought that I think is very a very interesting and good thought that yeah. I don't see very many people talk about. Okay, which is what happens when? So obviously, 
you can be you can have a premature baby now up to a certain point and they can survive in an incubator Mm -hmm. in the sci-fi future when we have incubators that can basically take a fetus from you know from conception sure 10 minutes all the way to term um what when that day comes what's the moral status of abortion when you can literally you can just not go not go through the pregnancy at all Mm -hmm. and like put it up for adoption and it can survive and just be like yeah i think the minute you can do all that it's pro-life all the way because then then every there's no there's health to the mother becomes irrelevant Mm -hmm. which is a big thing Mm -hmm. um and it just becomes now about whether you want this future person to exist Let's get it even crazier. Let's see if we can go further. Is there a way on to that go? day? I'm not sure you can argue against argue for abortion when that day comes. I don't. I, I agree with you. I think it's your because that you know that's me or you that you know like then it just becomes would you have wanted to be aborted? It becomes, but it becomes also about dealing with the emotions of having your kid out there in the world, and you not being responsible for them. But that can't trump the right to life. Really, let me ask you this. Yeah, I agree with that. But what if someone were to take? your egg or whatever and then connect it without your consent say you don't consent so like sperm egg right let's say you're a smart guy Uh i'm gonna take your sperm without you knowing how you're gonna jack me off like attack i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna grab you in your bed (laughs) and i'm gonna jack you off to culmination and i'm gonna put it in a jar it sounds amazing why does it sound (laughs) like a threat at all (laughs) no but i mean to exactly what you're saying right i love this idea of like if you could, if that the minute it's whatever uh-huh. conceived, well, what if someone were to say, what if someone were to steal your sperm, and <laughs> with their mouth? <laughs> I don't even know if I care about this argument anymore because now we're having a good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess like what do you what do you steal up think about stealing genetics? Like if I were to steal, do you think it's crazy from? Let's say I steal your genetics, uh-huh. I steal your sperm, uh-huh. put it in my wife's egg. My uh-huh. wife, because she's a big fan, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> to raise your thing without your. Do you have rights to your? Do you have rights to your genetics? I would have to say, yeah. Like if say, yeah. if if anyone owns them, I I gotta own them. Certainly, you so don't. Can you own abort them. that? Can I abort that? Keep that from happening? Wow, that's what I'm asking. Wow, that's a that's a deep question. So you steal my genetics and make a baby. I mean, again. Oh, that's actually a really tough one because I made yeah, I'm pretty I made smart, no, I made no de- <laughs> I made no decisions to bring that into the world right but on the other hand there's no harm coming to you it, yeah it has an interest in existing independent of my feelings you know if, if I do let it grow up and ask are you glad that you had a life versus not having a life the, probably the only honest answer would be yeah I'm I'm kind of glad I was you yeah. Know, given a chance to live in the world yeah i don't know there is this philosopher i forget what his name is uh maybe david something but he he basically argues that life is actually for for most people it is more suffering than happiness and the ethical the ethical decision is to not bring any one into the world no like it's unethical to have children and actually kind of like suicide basically is logical I thought about that. <laughs> I thought about that. But I thought about that, like whatever. But uh, I think that 
the high points. So if I have a day today, so yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. My day was whatever. But I got an action figure in the mail. It was one I was waiting on in a long time. Uh -huh. I was very excited about it. Wow. So all of the day. Wonder Woman? You wish. You wish, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was it? It actually wasn't. I'm making this up. Uh, but if we had to say, it'd be Spider-Man. For you, not for your baby. Can you edit this motherfucker <laughs> out? <laughs> no, I was just picking. No up. wonder your wife wants my sperm. <laughs> You're fucking playing you, with action figures all edit day. This guy with a knife. <laughs> edit him with a knife, Nikki. <laughs> um, no, but I think there's a. Um, I do have a point here. Mm -hmm. uh, you leave the jokes to me, all right, pal? <laughs> all right, you're the big idea guy. I'm the joke guy. I'll punch you up. You don't punch me up. Um, yesterday, I had. I got. Let's just say, got an action figure. Mm -hmm. Made my day. Waiting on him for months. Mm -hmm. finally came mm -hmm. that was my day uh -huh. right mm -hmm. all of the shit that happened for 24 hours really didn't matter mm. because that one moment mm. made the day mm. so i think the value of yes most of life is suffering but mm -hmm. the few points that are great outweigh mm. the suffering mm. abraham lincoln's life he did so many years before he ended slavery and was a president how long was he president three years four years that's yeah. nothing compared to all of his life just making log cabins and shit. I don't know. What in, yeah. I don't know that this is going well. No, I'm just kidding. So there's this idea of the experiencing self versus the remembering self. Mm -hmm. This famous psychologist, I think Daniel Kahneman, uh, came up with this idea that when we ask whether people are happy, like there's researchers that study happiness, mm -hmm. which countries are the happiest. You always see these clickbait articles. Oh, Costa Rica is the happiest, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But there's a serious science of people studying who's happy mm -hmm. are richer people happier than poor happy than poorer people etc and Kahneman came up with this idea that there are two different ways of measuring happiness and that we most of us care about both of them one is the experiencing self mm -hmm. which is like say I'm just gonna ping you five times a day and say how are you feeling right now what's your mood mm -hmm. and you go oh I'm bored i'm angry i'm happy and then you add up all of those and say greg was happy 12 percent of the time today sure and and coleman was happy 14 percent of the time therefore so that's the experiencing self moment to moment mood can i add summed over a long time can i add into that real quick before yeah. you go to the second one yeah the moment you ping me let me tell you this i'm not anything until you ask then i go i'm happy right you weren't thinking about it i wasn't thinking about it yeah so if you but you still have moods like you're in a mood sure i mean like your mood can be better or worse i think that there's ups and downs but i think a lot of it is pretty neutral for the most part okay you know so i, yeah. I think whatever so i think that that's actually something we should think about like it's like that is a thing like the moment you ask me i go i'm actually pretty happy right oh i'm actually kind of miserable like right. i might not even be acknowledging it right uh, i don't know if right. that adds to anything or if i just interrupted you for no reason but i think there's something there no no anyway so come, come on <laughs> no no that's no, whatever go ahead um so experiencing self right and then there's the remembering self mm -hmm. Which is when I ask you, how do you think of how you've spent your life? Are you proud of how you spent your life? Mm -hmm. uh, and then some people, people have different answers to that. Some people will say, you know, well, I, I really, I really regret not, you know, I, I made, you know, I wasted my 20s or, you know, people have big ideas about, you know, I feel like I haven't accomplished enough in life. Other people will say, I'm extremely proud of my legacy. Abraham Lincoln would say, I helped end slavery. Mm -hmm. That's part of the feather in his, in his cap. It's what he thinks about on his deathbed of like kind of, you know, or for a lot of people, it's their kids, it's their family. For a lot of people, it's I didn't spend enough time with my family. So the that big stroke remembering self, how you remember the arc and narrative of your life 
and Kahneman basically says, you know, happiness is a mixture of both of those things. It's a mixture of having a good experiencing self from moment to moment, not being in pain all the time, not being in a shitty mood all the time, but also having these, you know, having a good, a, a good considered opinion of who you've been and what you've done in your life. Right. I, some people maybe may try to reduce it to one or the other, but Kahneman's saying it's both. And to that, I don't know if this floats with that, but a lot of it is like, so I could have a miserable, let's just say I had a girlfriend broke up with me, mm-hmm. miserable time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I remember it is the moment looking back and go, oh, thank God I didn't marry that girl. Mm-hmm. She was crazy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's not really a good example. I'm trying to th- what I'm trying to get at is that you can remember things that at the moment were horrible. Yeah. And remember them as wins, like exercise, brutal totally. exercise. I mean, you know, you notice every veteran, not every veteran, but many veterans that, you know, Iraq, maybe not Vietnam, but like Iraq, you know, Afghanistan, when they come back, even if they had several buddies killed, they will often remember it as the most meaningful time of their life. Right. Even though it was like unadulterated suffering kind of the whole time. Right. And horror. So that's the remembering self liking, you know, being happy about something that the experiencing self probably was quite miserable during. Yeah, I mean... So there's a tension between those two things. And one thing Kahneman says is that money makes much more of an impact on one than the other. Rich people, I believe, I could be getting this wrong, but rich people have much better, much happier remembering selves. Bill Gates is very happy about the life he's lived, right? Even though he may not have actually been, if you sampled his mood moment to moment, he there are middle-income people that probably score higher on on happiness than he did than he does it, hate to get all like sam harrisy on you but it mm-hmm. but it, it but all of that and this comes from me working in an er and watching i've been a lot i've been with a lot of people you who worked died. in an er yeah I worked that's in right ER i think we've mentioned this you talked about this before but that's great that's that's a it's always felt like a brutal yeah I, I spent a lot of last moments with people yeah i spent a lot of time with people who were dying yeah and What's crazy about all of that is that it is all almost like mindfulness and perspective, mm. right? You have all these people who like through anyone else's eyes would be like, you had a happy life, but they're miserable people. There's always miserable, right? So a lot of that there is – Wait, say that again. From other people's perspectives, they would have li- thought right. to be li- have lived a happy life. How many life? time can you look at like a comedian and go, that guy must be so happy? And then you talk to them and you go, He's a mis- this guy's a miserable <laughs> fuck. Uh-huh, right, uh-huh. but it's, it's that's what I've been feeling about you this whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I. But that's the thing is that like I am a person who I don't make a lot of money, uh-huh. and I'm very happy. Right, I'm very happy through because of perspective and going through things. I'm not like uh-huh. I'm not broke. I'm not anything. I'm just you can I'm, be very rich in other ways. Of course, in your friendships and your families. You know, I think happiness is it's taking a minute to breathe mm-hmm. and and being like just. I think is something you do. You you are you don't. You're not lucky into happiness. You become happiness. You work on being happy. You rewire your brain to be happy. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, I don't know about depression or bullshit. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about like in comedy, there was a very, there was a long time in comedy where I was like, I'll be happy if I get this. I'll be happy if I The day get it never this. comes, does it? And the minute you get it. It never comes. It doesn't do anything. Right. And then you realize, oh my God, that journey was the fun part. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even get to experience. I didn't even. Because I was so focused on the. Right. Yeah. So I always tell people, it's like, realize you might be living in your happily ever after. You might be there. Just be <laughs> like, you, you could like stop waiting for the kiss or the movie. It's like, nah, man, like 
high school maybe was the problem. And now you're in the happily ever after. So a lot of those people you're talking about, the remembering and the whatever, it's like, well, most happy people are people who I think are choosing to be happy through Mm. my experience. Or they're just, they had something in their life that clicked that showed them like, no, I'm just going (laughs) to, you know, like, I'm not going to be miserable. I'm not going to be a miserable fuck all the time. How do you feel about striving? Perfect. Like, right? Yes. You like, can still have goals. Yeah. Like feels- having goals. How do you have goals and then also enjoy the journey? What's the balance? Because like really pursuing a goal might, it's, it seems like it it can in, almost has to involve some frustration with not being there. Some little, you know, drive of like you're not doing enough. A little bit of dissatisfaction to, yeah. to get you going. And obviously the people that are the most driven in the world most of them are not, you know, chill. Most of them are not chill. Let's put it that way. And that's not a criticism. Yeah. That's a description, a neutral description. Um, So how do you feel about balancing that? So that's what I'm really struggling with right now. Yeah. Because my son makes me happy. Mm -hmm. My wife makes me happy. This, I'll be honest, this makes me happy. Me too. Um, I still have goals Mm -hmm. and things I want to do. And a lot of things that I've never gotten, and it makes me very unhappy yeah. that I haven't. But I'm still generally happy. Uh-huh. But I wonder, because I know so many psychopaths mm-hmm. who I always call it Forrest Gump. Uh, I have a friend who I call her Forrest Gump because she ran through. You when Forrest Gump is running through Nam, and yeah. then he just said he just keeps running, and then he and then he gets out of the forest and realizes he goes or to the jungle. He goes like, "Where are my friends?" So he's got to run back and get Bubba. And he starts mm. getting everyone. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who spent their comedy career running then get to the top and, and go, it's lonely what the fuck so then they have to come back mm. and get their friends that being said i've never made it out of the jungle but i've been happy in the jungle so i, I do worry it's like maybe if i had more of that psycho in me step on people's necks mm-hmm. like look it took me six months to get you on this podcast mm-hmm. if i was a psycho i would have walked up to you when you're playing with Noam and been like let's go now yeah but you know what i would have said fuck you i'm tired of people trying to fucking exploit me right but if i wasn't being a dick about it like if i was just like if you weren't being a dick about it like i could have been more pushy um more but not as you could yeah yes yes yeah no you're right you know most of the people in this business you're right know how to do it charismatic i think that's right you could have been you you could be more pushy without and, and still not get to the line where it begins to backfire right there is a line where it begins to backfire, but and you would have been on this podcast, yeah. And I'm the same ago. way, you know. I, I could be a lot more pushy and assertive than I am, um, without it backfiring. I think. Yeah, like I was sitting with Judd Apatow the other yeah. day, uh-huh. and I'm sitting here like, he was very nice. We talked and left. Part of me goes, if I was a maniac, I would have been like, hey man, this I is got your networking moment. Five movies to pitch you because yeah. I have five movies that I I have so much shit to give the world Dude, that I just can't get awesome. to the next level because. I'm I'm not I don't I don't want to I want to add more happiness. Yeah. And by that, it's yes. well, I think the thing to do is to like, mean? yeah, yeah. To uh, to um, outsource that to somebody, you know, you that's, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> right. I mean, but like in my case, I have a manager who uh, he will do all, you know, most of that. Yeah. So that I don't have to and not just so that I don't have to, but because I won't. Yeah. Like left to my own devices, I will just kind of like be slightly bitter about like that I haven't done shit Mm -hmm. for a long time in order to keep living in my happy space where I'm not like bugging and pestering and pushing and selling myself all the time. 
So, but but at the same time, I it helps to have someone that will do that for me for a cut because I'm I'm happy when it's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when it happens, I'm happy. I just don't want to do it. I agree. Know? And I I hate feeling like <clears throat> so like when I meet famous like very famous people on occasions, I I I'm so sensitive and hate to ever be seen as like a mooch right. or someone that is trying to same grab a little bit of their of what they've built mm-hmm. um and i think i i think that i've done a good job and you know i because I, I think people and certainly if, if i got to that level of fame and even the little level of level of fame that i have gotten i am resentful of people that i feel are just trying to take 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 mm-hmm and I'm very sensitive to that. And I'm, I'm sensitive to ever being that to somebody else. And I, I, I assume a lot of people are like that. So I think I would. But, you know, it, it's a hard thing. It's a hard line to walk. It's a hard balance. It's a hard line to walk for sure. Yeah, I had a manager for a while and I think she was gaslighting me. <laughs> it's just like, in, in what way? Oh, I was like everything that didn't go through was always my fault. It was always like, well, you do it this way. Blah, blah. And I didn't really. And, and right. because I'm so loyal and she might not have been or whatever, but who knows? I was so I'm such I have such a loyalty problem. Yeah. That I stayed with her way too long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now that it's and then I she said that classic thing to me, which I don't even want to get into of like, oh, they're just not looking for white people. Who Who's who's that? Who wasn't just looking for white people? Anytime anything didn't happen. Agents. It's, it's, it's because you're white. They're not looking for white people right now. And I said, do not tell me that. And first of all, it's your job to not see me as a white person. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is they need to see me as a moneymaker. They need to see me for ideas. They need mm-hmm. to see me for all the great things I have to offer. Right. If you're selling me as a white guy, <laughs> you're not a good salesman. I got you know this great I mean? comic for you. He's totally different from all the others. First off, he's white. He's white. Right. He's a white guy. <laughs> right. Because there, I mean, I've I had this happen in comedy very early on. I was uh, yeah. auditioning at a comedy club, and the guy looks at me and he goes, "Look, you're funny." I got a million white guys who look just like you. Now, this is pre any of the things that are happening now. This is like 2008. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I went, well, if you're not seeing something that's not that, I'm not good enough. Right. And the next year, I came back and I got passed because I was like, I'm going to pick my material. So it's all very personal. I'm going to make yep. sure that this. So Distinguish this, yourself in some. Yes. Yeah. Right. So then I did that and I got passed. Right. You know what I mean? So this wasn't about white men or anything about. This was about. And let me also tell you this. This is something that genius that Anthony DeVito is like one of my best friends, comedian, mm-hmm. said to me um, when my manager did tell me that they didn't want me on because they had enough white people on this thing. Yeah. And I went, what the fuck? I was real mad about it, you know? Yeah. And he goes, well, you can take that as an excuse and then you don't have to work anymore. Right. You can just go, cool. They don't want me because I'm white. Right. Yeah, but I'm or Right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm great. I don't need to improve anything. Right. Or you can take it as. Or you can take the road as work harder. <laughs> right. And you will get better. Yeah. And even if the white thing was true, yeah, the other road leads you to working harder. Totally. And I was like, holy. That is a very well-adjusted response. Yeah. That is the, the, the response that a well-adjusted person probably takes in that scenario. Mm-hmm. You don't wallow. You don't wallow. Yeah. Exactly. But you forget. You don't, sometimes you don't realize you're wallowing. Right. You're just in that hole. Yeah. And you have to remember to be like, nah, man. Yeah. You have another option. Right. Work harder. For all the problems this country has, mm-hmm. you, you just, there's always an angle. Right. There's always a way because money is. So king. I am though. I am curious. Is it was it that the you know is it someone that wants to curate a diverse 
comedy set for the audience sake. Like I don't want to have too many white guys in a row because the audience will be bored or something. Or is it like an ideology thing? Like they don't, they want to, it's like some moral quest. I want to do good in the world and there's too many white guys. They need to give it up. So there's two, two times it happened to me specifically. The one time it was with, I don't give a fuck. It was at a meeting with and miserable meeting from start to finish. And like these, these two ladies just didn't get it. And I was like being fun. I just go, Hey, what is it that you're looking for? And they went, Oh, we're looking for women to create content for women. And I went, perfect. Why am I here? (laughs) Why am I here? You know what I mean? And so that was like, that I think was them and good for them. There were women who were like, well, we want to create stuff for women. Okay, whatever. The second one was another. Uh, it's like a, it's a, I would say at the time was, uh, they just said, we're not taking things from white people right now. Mm-hmm. And I think to them, they were, they were, they looked at me and smiled like, aren't we heroes? And I was like, were they white. I mean, it was they? four people. Uh-huh. Uh, one was white one. I don't remember the makeup, but uh-huh. it was pretty, pretty, it was kind of diverse, <clears throat> but it was at the time it was a heroic thing they were saying. And I, I, I just, I was like, oh, okay. And I wasn't like mad. It didn't really whatever and i was like no it's good we need this and and the reality is <laughs> but but now i have white a people are the only group of people that will ever applaud discrimination against themselves <laughs> truly on planet earth and it's i amazing well you feel when all of society is pushing you it it, it does make you go oh because then if you say you fight against it then all of a sudden you're a, you're a racist and you're right. this and you're that right. and i'm like and i'm none of those things you're I'm, an angry white guy right and i the reality is i the reality is this, I believe, and this is where I take solace, is the pendulum was swinging and I might be taking, I think they went a little too far uh, because you can't just say we're not taking white people right now. Like, that's crazy. But it's going to even out. And I think when it evens out, a lot more people who didn't have chances before will have chances. I think I think the only way we'll even out is if people push back against it. Right. And I think like that's it, it won't happen automatically. Right. You know, because the people swinging the pendulum really the people really behind it would be happy for the pendulum to stay out there and go further and further we'll see forever the people swinging the pen this is the thing that pisses me off they were very good at saying i couldn't have something but the people were telling the heads of the networks were white people so i'm like why don't you give them your job mm-hmm. they're not sitting here being like yeah i'm gonna be a hero take my job next in line black person right. or lesbian woman they were like no we're just not going to give any more white people stuff even though we were the ones who weren't giving white people who weren't giving black people stuff before <laughs> you know it's like we were doing a thing so now we're going to fuck up the guy who spent his life doing comedy right. for that reason you know right. what i mean right or i'm just not very funny like who the, it also could just be all of that and that was the excuse they grabbed right you know what i mean like yeah and and so i'm not I, i'm not negative too negative about it but i'm also not, i think that it's also because of the right wing enough stuff i hate you know like republican democrat whatever i hate all that shit but when they go so crazy eventually sometimes some of the stuff you go well they did, there are some points on a lot of this because i'm not saying republicans are crazy mm-hmm. the top of both sides are insane mm-hmm. but there are people who have general in the center there are people who go no no this is this makes sense on both yeah. sides like the abortion thing i'm a liberal that's right. abortion i'm i may i get it right you know what yeah I mean? no i mean i i think i was just talking to someone about this sometimes it can seem like you you can get labeled as brave or heroic for saying like pretty moderate things now yeah because the extremes have become so extreme like the the far left and the you know the Mar- marjorie taylor green far right it's all gotten so crazy that if you're just like well listen i, I 
I will say about hiring, I think you should hire the best person. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's radical mm-hmm. in either direction. I think that is a very common sense idea. I do think it is possible to, I will say, you know, I have a podcast. I, you know, I, for my podcast, I'm going to hire the best person for the job and I don't care what their skin color or their gender is. And I will do work to try to figure out who the best person is. Right. It's not that I can't possibly be biased. Right. Sure, I can. Everyone's a little biased. But when I have an incentive to really get the answer right, I'm going to do my homework, try to figure out who's the best, and I don't care what they look like. I mean, they have to have big ass titties. They have to have huge titties. Before. Yeah, they have to have a huge ass. Male or female. Yeah. Big Preferably ass male. Titties. Preferably male. Male with a big ass. I agree I'm with you. For. Yeah. I think when all this was happening, the problem is they had filters. All you had to do was remove the filters. Stop mm-hmm. having the filters. Stop yeah. saying we're not, you know, like, but give a little push. You know, it's, it is. Um, I agree with you. I mean, I agree with. But yeah, but again, I, ha- I have the melanin force field. Right. So I can I can say that and people won't call me a racist. Some people might call me an Uncle Tom, but I won't be called a racist. Mm-hmm. Whereas you say that you, you're you, you could you're opening yourself up to being called the worst thing that you could possibly be. And that's a very scary situation for people. People are just like, fuck it. I'm not going to talk about this or I'm going to pretend to agree that the sun like, you know, caring about skin color suddenly somehow is the answer to racism. Right. Let me pause. I want to pause you there. And this is something I don't know because I've never been tested. Uh-huh. And we, I got to, I'm so sorry. I've been keeping you longer no, than no. I asked. Um, the big problem with being called racist uh-huh. is I think a lot of people go, am I? Maybe I am. And you get scared. Mm-hmm. But I truly know I'm not because mm-hmm. racism is stupid. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid person thing, mm-hmm. right? It's like, no, I don't judge people by their race. You know, I right. really, I mean, like I might, I will judge people by the look at me. The fact that you've been blinked all podcasts mm-hmm. is scary as fuck. <laughs> Your skin doesn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> Um, but you know what I mean? So it's like, I know I, so that's, I always go through every comedian does this Mm -hmm. every time I get in the shower, Mm -hmm. I'm given the speech of what I would do if when I get canceled, you know, how I would defend myself Yeah, and the reality studying every other case of cancel to see what works and what (laughs) doesn't and coming up with your 10 point plan (laughs) for when it inevitably happens. What I would do, what I would do, because I mean, I've said things, my big problem now is I'd love to go be a teacher. I'd love to be a school teacher. Uh I can't. I had a podcast for seven years. Kids will dredge something up. They'll find your podcast. Absolutely. Parents. And they'll shut me down. I go. And they'll clip five seconds of it. Yeah. But how is that okay? I was a comedian. I wasn't in prison. You know what I mean? I can't have. (laughs) If you had been in prison, probably be better. It'd be way better. Yeah. Um, It'd be like, he did his time. Listen, he did it. It doesn't matter that he raped 10 kids. I had a whole thing of questions I was going to ask you. We got to none of them. Uh, I just want to let's see. I just want to see if I remember any of them, what they were. Uh, it said, oh, first one, abortion. Second was, what are we? <laughs> Which maybe we'll get to next time. And then there's a bunch of other silly ones. Let's see. What are we was crazy. Race. What's the deal? Let <laughs> <laughs> me cover that. I'm getting a feeling you don't take very long to prepare for these. <laughs> oh, no, that was on the car ride over. What's the um, deal? <laughs> I wish I could do that with my podcast guests. I actually I get Richard Dawkins on. Hey, so biology, like what's, what's the, the whole deal? deal? Oh, man. Have you talked to Richard Dawkins? I would. Yeah, I had him on like two months ago. Oh, wow. It was great. Dawkins, my top five humans to talk to. I would love to. Sam Harris, Conan O'Brien. Uh, whoa. Wow. You can't remember the other three. And I just thought of them, too. <laughs> Conan, Sam. Who's got some big ass titties? Uh, no, probably Larry David. Uh-huh. 
Will Ferrell, and there's another one I forgot. Oh, and Aesop Rock. Those are my. Aesop <laughs> Rocky? Aesop Rock. Oh, Aesop Rock. Aesop Rock. Who's that? I Ooh. thought you said Aesop Rocky. I'm going to turn you on, dude. Wow, that was going to be such a curveball for me. That's the problem because Aesop Rock is who's this it? other rapper who's been around forever. And then Aesop Rocky came out, and everyone was all the Aesop Rock heads who are like. Wow. Huge. I don't even know who Aesop Rock oh, is. Oh, dude, I'll turn you on to him. Wow. And he's he's like a fresh pair of underwear. At first, he's restrictive. But then he's a part of you, Wayne's World. Uh, it's uh, my dad made me watch that movie when I was a kid. Did it hold up? Uh, I don't remember loving it. Yeah, but he held up for him. Yeah, as a kid, when I was, oh, I was swing, it's like that's sexual harassment. <laughs> um, but those are my guys. Uh, and you've talked to two, uh, Dawkins and Sam Harris, those two mm-hmm. uh, two of my guys. Mm-hmm. That's great. Conan, ASAP Rock, and who's the fourth one? Larry David. Larry David would be fun. Although he would not want to talk to me, so I let him slide. He wouldn't. He he wouldn't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. I forget who who was telling me they met him in real life, and he was like, they saw, oh, yeah, yeah, my friend's dad met him and was like, you're Larry David, I'm such a huge fan. And he just rolled up the car window. (laughs) And he was like devastated at the time, but in retrospect, he was like, that is what Larry David would do. And now he can because of the show. Yeah. It's like, that's like, you can't even hate him because like, you like that part of it. That's what you want him for. Yeah. Right, right. All right, let's land this plane. I'll ask you this. You got to go? I know. Well, no, we're going to land this plane, but we might play uh, either way. If he's here or not, we're going to do a deal with it. Either I got to deal with it by myself or maybe Coleman will be here to deal with it. Who is coming to deal with it? Maybe you or maybe Nikki, oh, the producer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe not, but you don't have to. All right. we, we, we don't, I don't know why I'm doing this on air. This All is right. very weird. Uh, I want to thank you. Dude, thanks. This was great. Did yeah. you have a good time? I did. I really did, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I was really, really... And very I knew, fun. too. I went... I know the minute I just throw a thing... We did, I think, 40 minutes on abortion, which was uh, clearly on the plan, but... And genocide. I didn't even bring it, and Somehow genocide. at the same time. Fun. And both... We put a bow on those. Yeah. I see that. they will never... They never need to be talked about again. We got it. Game, set, match. Let me ask you this, and this was, this was one question I did want to ask, because this is something that I, when you argue, mm-hmm. and this should have been something I opened with, do you want to win, or do you want, this is like such a fucking, see, I always go in thinking, no, I just want the truth. I mm-hmm, want the best mm-hmm, answer. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem with society now is mm-hmm. everyone wants to win, and no one wants a yeah. real answer. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you know what I mean, I guess I, I, I want, <laughs> the way I would say is I want to win because I'm right. Right. That's a great answer. And <laughs> I, it's not that I enjoy losing arguments. It's that I, I think a lot about first coming to the what, figuring out what is right before I advocate for it. Right, right. See, this is fun about me is that no one ever told me I was smart. Mm-hmm. So I have no problems with being dumb. So mm. I love just throwing out wild questions. And if someone goes, you're not right, you're dumb. I go, always been. That's good. Honestly, so you know, way easier to tell you you're smart your whole life. It becomes part of your ego and your identity. And then that makes you dumber you because be you're undefeated. You, you can't be yeah. open minded. So much more fun to be dumb. Totally. Um, Less pressure. Plug your podcast again. One Conversations with Coleman. Wherever you listen to podcasts. That just seems so aggressive. I don't know why. I feel like you were throwing it at me. I don't know why you hate me. This was great. Thank you. And anything, where do they follow you on Instagram and Twitter? All that shit. Yeah, Coleman underscore Hughes. Cool. Uh, listen to my music at cold, cold X man underscore music. Oh, and your music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I watched it with you at the thing. And then I saw yes, it again. It was right. great. That's right. I'm going to tell you about ASAP Rock. I'm going to give you a play. It's going to be great. All right. Thank you. And Nikki, thank you so much for stepping in for Ugly Max. Why'd I say that? <laughs> Max is a good looking guy. Sweet guy. Thank you, Nikki. Do you want them to follow you? If they'd like. 
after my stellar performance today. It's Nicole C. Lyons on Instagram. Yeah, but everyone loves you. And guys, on the next, on the sign up for the Patreon, Greg, the patreon.com slash the Greg Stone Zone. So much great content. I got this cool, I had a great conversation with this emergency room doctor who was just in Ukraine. Uh, just supply, I should took you guys up. This guy's amazing. Uh, and I got to tell you about how I was on a billionaire's boat. I'm going to do that on the podcast. Oh, maybe I'll do, who the fuck knows I'll do that. Anyway, God bless. Good night. Bye. Big up your head. Big up your body. Get on the bus. It's time to party. It's Gregory. It is a Saturday night, Gregory. Take your socks off and take your pants off.